the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Hour 2 of Backbone Radio. This November 27, 2022. So glad you're on board. Great text to studio humming right along. Wonderful phone calls this evening. Keep those coming in at 303-696-1971. And I always say this, you know, disagreement phone calls are, are good. They are good. They help us work through things and flesh things out and I have been very supportive of Donald Trump uh, since 2015, since the escalator. And I continue to support him in 2024. And the more I have looked into the potential for a Ron DeSantis run for the presidency, the more I have been disappointed to see some things about DeSantis that I was not quite familiar with. And again, the go-to resource on what is really the matter with DeSantis is theconservativetreehouse.com. Make sure you get that info there. And on Twitter, they're at at, at the last refuge two. Um, indispensable information. And boy, they go into who DeSantis's donors are and what his real voting record is and so forth. And it's, it's discouraging to me to see that in DeSantis. And I know we're about to have a big disruption within the Republican Party because it's going gonna, it's gonna to get brutal and the establishment is going to go whole hog for the DeSantis candidacy. I, I predict he's going to be the last one into the race. I think Nikki Haley's probably going to be the first one in and the way the RNC club, the way the Republican club operates just like they did back in 2015, 2016, as they set up this whole stable of people and they time it when certain people enter and what their job is and what their role and function is. And their job is going to be to try to weaken, weaken, weaken Donald Trump all the way along. And their goal is to weaken him to the point that when Ron DeSantis finally jumps in the ring as the last one in, that they think Trump will be weak enough that DeSantis can walk away with it course, I don't think that will happen. I don't think that is possible. And I think, along with like Megan Kelly, that uh, if DeSantis does throw his hat in the ring, he has short-circuited what could be a somewhat bright political career. But why MAGA? Why MAGA? And I'll tell you this. <clears throat> no globalism, ladies and gentlemen. MAGA is the antidote to globalism the wide-open borders, the constant, constant warfare that the military-industrial complex likes to engage in, the, uh, the strange live-in-a-pod-eat-bugs viewpoints of the World Economic Forum, the Bond villain Klaus Schwab, and the coordinated Build Back Better concept, which you see out of the mouths of people like Joe Biden and Trudeau in Canada and Macron in France and the leaders of England all across the, uh, the West. You see this Build Back Better coordinated approach to economic policy, which is globalist in 
mindset and green energy focus, which why is there inflation here? And also, why is there inflation in Europe? Well, uh, (laughs) Joe Biden's policies, of course, but also this coordinated Build Back Better, which is influenced by the World Economic Forum globalist approach and the response to COVID that you saw from these entrenched Great Reset people. Okay? So... Why MAGA? Well, no globalism, no TPP, the Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership. Remember that open borders, free trade deal? No more one-way free trade agreements. And DeSantis, his track record, he was in favor of the TPP. He is not a protectionist. He is a globalist on trade, is DeSantis. And um, no, like, Paris Treaty, the environmental treaty stuff, which nations will sign, but then none abide by, except for like we do. China will sign that kind of stuff and never, ever abide by even one thing about these, like, environmental agreements, all right? So uh, MAGA, the, the track record of MAGA on trade is absolutely brilliant. And also, of course, peace on Earth, the peace we had around the globe while Trump was in office. And Trump emphasizes Main Street, middle class businesses, brick and mortar, mom and pop businesses, where the big money slicks, the hedge fund types, the Ron DeSantis donors, they're all about corporate America, the multinationals, who again want the wide open borders and the trade, <clears throat> the trade deals that advantage the upper crust of this country but actively harm the American middle class. So, yes, MAGA will expand U.S. energy development. Yes, you know, bilateral trade, one nation to one nation. Let's not do the multinational trade agreements, the NAFTAs and the CAFTAs and all that stuff. Let's do one nation like we did with Korea, like Trump did with Korea. Yes on protectionism. Yes on economic national policy. More Main Street. Go down the list. That, that's, that's one of the things that only Trump has. Only Trump. And if you look at Trump's record when he was in office... The middle class has never done better. The middle class gained in prospects, gained in income, and the ruling class did not do as well. You actually saw the income gap, the disparities between the rich and the poor and the middle in this country get closer together. That happened under Trump. But what will happen under corporate rhino republicanism, what will happen under uniparty ruling class leadership some people call it muck leadership for Mitch McConnell, is that the rich get richer and the poor, the poor, the old phrase is the rich get richer, the poor get children, but the poor having a harder time affording children even in this economy that is disadvantaging the American middle and working classes. We have got to get that back rolling. And the MAGA, the MAGA movement the most powerful movement in the history of this country is a multiracial, multicultural, working-class movement that nobody else, nobody else I see out there in politics is really, is really capable of delivering the way that Trump is. So this is a long way of me getting around to saying that for the people out there that might be inclined to support DeSantis or think DeSantis is better or feel like, oh, they're just getting too exhausted with Trump, I'd love it if you'd call in and we could have a debate on this. There might be some people out there. I'd love to have these conversations and we can work through some things. And so consider yourself invited. 
All right, we can have all kinds of disagreements. In primary time, you know, we get to talk through all of it. And we'll just see where that leads. So, uh, you know, most people that call in, we tend to be like-minded. But uh, there are some folks that call in, and, you know, we disagree on stuff. And, again, we are still friends, even if we disagree, of course. And uh, it is a public service to air disagreements out on talk radio, part of the function of talk radio. One thing I will say, of course, I'm really critical of DeSantis's donors and his endorsers. Again, when you get snakes like Paul Ryan and Jeb Bush um, endorsing you, that, that's not a good credential. When you get, you know, again, the Ken Griffin big $5 million donated to you from an open borders war hawk type, that is not encouraging in the least. And uh, David Frum, you know, one of the architects of the Iraq war from the Bush II administration, he's all in. You hear, you're seeing Bill Crystal, various neoconservatives say all these great things about DeSantis. I, uh, I don't like that. It makes me uncomfortable. And you cannot be owned as a politician. When the money comes in, it owns you. You lose your wiggle room. You lose your ability to stand up for the American people and to actually fight for the voters, to actually represent the voters who went to the trouble to put you in office. Okay. Now, we all know that Donald Trump has the proven leadership, the peace on earth, the great economy. And he has the personality that just sucks all the oxygen out of any room that he enters. He's been tried and tested. He's never given up. He keeps on fighting. He keeps on going back to it. He keeps his priorities right. He, he delivers on his promises. Again, energy independence. That's what the BBB, WEF people don't want. Is they want green energy. And now... Winter's coming in Germany, and they are freaking out. I could say an awful lot about that. I know people in healthcare, they're wondering in Germany if they can even run enough power through their sophisticated X-ray machines because they're having such power energy shortages in Germany. That's bad for people. It's bad for health. Grandma's going to freeze and then can't get her X-rays, you know? Anyway, more on this, but just know, we've got to flesh this out. I understand that. All you need is me, sings Stephen Patrick Morrissey. And yes, Morrissey was supposed to be in town this week, supposed to be in Denver this week, doing a show at the Paramount. But guess what? He had to cancel. Apparently, banned health issues were the cause of the Morrissey concert cancellation. And I will admit, that I had a phase of being a Morrissey fan back when I lived in L.A. in college. He was huge back then. He used to be the front man for the Smiths, and he's a very, very smart, high IQ guy, but very odd, very weird dude. And he's written some some very good songs. My wife, actually, I have to say, my, my wife cannot stand the voice and the music of Morrissey, and so I apologize I hope my wife is not listening tonight. <laughs> Luckily, if she catches the podcast, you don't get the music on the podcast. But I thought I would just do a little like Morrissey concert, the second hour of this show, because he had to cancel. We thought I'd just bring out a few Morrissey tunes. Again, um, you read interviews with this guy, Morrissey, and you, man, this guy is really smart. And he's got some really weird opinions on stuff. Like one thing, he hates royalty. He hates the queen. I looked for his commentary after the Queen died a few months ago, but I never saw anything. But, man, does he hate royalty. Anyway, that's kind of interesting coming from this British guy. 
believe he's from Manchester. Manchester. Hope you're watching the World Cup, by the way. I've been having fun doing that. I got all these soccer player kids. And we did watch Argentina defeat. Who'd they beat? Who was that team they played? Some team. Two to nothing, they won. And Messi got the goal. Lionel Messi, the great Argentinian. That was Mexico. Mexico, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, kind of... Kind of rooting for both teams, you know, but uh, Argentina to see Messi, uh, what a legendary star. And little soccer players uh, like mine, they, they look up to people like Messi. He can pass, he can score, he can do it all. He's one of the all-time greats, and boy, he got that goal, and uh, everyone in our house was jumping up and down on the couch. At any rate, why MAGA is the way to go? And, of course, the elites, they're, you know, the establishment, you know, see, Trump is a threat to their power. And so they will unleash everything. I mean, just get ready. And I just say, bring it. Bring all of it. And we've been through this before. When Trump came down the escalator and gave his speech, they came down on him with everything they possibly had, every moment of every day, all the way to the election in November of 2016. Anyone. They're going to try to ensure that Trump is in every bit as deep a hole as he was in back then when he came down the escalator as he is now and watch the media, watch the establishment stunts, watch the ops. They're already running on him. Watch, you know, they're going to get the lawsuits. They're going to try to do the indictment thing. They're going to get the special counsel on him. They're going to do all the establishment stuff, all the stuff that they can control. And I just blow it off. I just say, bring it, bring it, bring it. Let's have it, folks, because the ruling class does not want the working class, the middle class, to have a voice in this country, and that is what is saving this country. That is what is keeping this country afloat, is having a viable, thoroughgoing, stable middle class in this country, and it's it's beleaguered, but we need those MAGA policies to help save us working people, to give us advantages and not to just stuff it all in the pockets of the slicks who want to control you, do not want free speech, do not like the Constitution, but they want their power. Now, I was talking about some parallels between Build Back Better, World Economic Forum, and I'll get to that, but it leads me to what's going on in China right now. China, massive COVID lockdown horror. And there's protests breaking out all across China. Big protests, some of the biggest in Maybe over a decade, maybe longer. Um, But apparently on November 23rd, a fire broke out in Arumki. Arumki is a far northern town in China. And I've been all across China, but I never did make it up that far north and west to Arumki. But a big fire broke out in this apartment complex. And the doors to the apartment complex were locked from the outside. So people could not escape. People could not get out. And they just burned, burned up. The government came out and said, well, there's like 10 people who were killed. But apparently the death toll really is up to 44 victims, including a three-year-old toddler. Died in this fire in which, yes, the Chinese government, the CCP, locked them in so they could burn to death. You can get some good information from... um, Jennifer Zeng, Z-E-N-G, on Twitter, documenting all of this. And um, I have actually a, a, little, uh, a little clip of the sounds of Chinese protests all across from Shanghai to Arumki to everywhere. And people are saying 
that uh, Xi Jinping must resign. People are saying that the CCP must relinquish power. But here's just so you get some flavor of the sound. They were saying step down in that last segment. And these videos, obviously it's people speaking in Mandarin. And this is really bold. This is kind of Tiananmen Square kind of stuff. Jennifer Zeng writes this. Now the people in Arumki, the capital of the Xinjiang region, has unleashed the most defiant eruption of public anger against the ruling Communist Party in years. In cities across China this weekend, thousands gathered with candles and flowers to mourn the fire's victims. On campuses, students staged vigils, many holding up pieces of blank white paper in mute protest. In Shanghai, some residents even called for the Communist Party and its leader Xi Jinping to step down a rare and bold challenge. Now, I point this out for a few reasons here, uh, that China is often heralded as the model. Our elites feel envy of China. And you notice that American media, mainstream media, is not really talking about these Chinese protests. You have to tune into Backbone Radio to get this information, or you have to be able to know how to navigate Twitter. You're not getting this information. Because the American elite, American ruling class, looks to China and their elite as, hey, that's good. They're doing things right. That's how you stay in power. That's how you get in power. That's how you stay in power. That's how you deal with the masses. Oh, they'd love to lock us in like that. They'd love to put quarantine camps all around this country. They'd love to do that, the leftists would. You know they would. But people like Klaus Schwab are out there openly admiring China and saying that China is the example, setting an example for how the world should live. And the only antidote to this kind of like live in a pod, eat bugs, get your lockdown, lock your doors from the outside, be ruled by your government is Donald Trump, is MAGA. That's why they're throwing everything they possibly can at him. And by the way, if any Republican candidate gets through that is not Trump, and if the media is any easier on that individual, it is because that individual is part of the swamp. Do you see that? Let's hear a little Klaus Schwab real quick. On the G20, you were there meeting some of the leaders as well. Interview. Professor Schwab, what do you make of the result? Finally, World Economic Forum. As a statement. Bond villain. And it seems quite positive. Klaus all the voices Schwab. I think... It's positive. It's uh, already positive through the fact that everybody agreed about the statement, which we haven't had the last years. Now the base has been formed, but um, we have to go one step further. We have to have a strategic mood. We have to construct the world of tomorrow. It's a systemic transformation of the world. So we have to define how the world should look like, which we want to come out of this transformation period. I uh, respect uh, China's achievements. He respects China's achievements. 
There we go. Some Morrissey from his rockabilly phase. And the best Morrissey is rockabilly. Again, Morrissey canceled his Denver concert this week. Kind of a bummer. I did not have tickets. It's hard for me to find time for stuff like that right now when I'm hauling all these kids around in the minivan. But I have seen Morrissey several times in concert, and you never know what that guy's going to do out there. One time I met a Morrissey show. This was in Chicago, I believe. And somebody threw something at Morrissey, and I don't know what it was, like flowers or something, and they bounced off his chest, and Morrissey just dropped the microphone and walked off the stage, and he never came back. (laughs) That's the kind of stuff Morrissey does anyway, but we're doing our little Morrissey concert for this hour. Why not? Because why not? You know, we're just doing stuff like that. By the way, I hope you're tuning in to Randy Corcoran's Saturday evening program, 5 to 7 p.m., It is right now a two-hour show, but it'll soon be a three-hour show. Good old Randy Corcoran. He was at Mar-a-Lago for the presidential announcement. Man, is that cool. He has all the connections. That's so cool. He got to be there for all of that. And I I did get to see a few photos. Anyway, um, does Ron DeSantis have the fight, have the ability to keep after it, the persistence at the national stage when everything is being thrown at you? And if everything is not being thrown at you, well, it's because it's a swamp deal, because he's part of the swamp. Does that make sense? You understand? If you are a threat to establishment power, they will throw everything, everything, everything at you. And if they're not, it's because, well, they know you're deep down. You're a part of the swamp. You're looking out for the ruling class and not the working class. And so you'll get a little bit of an easier treatment. But no, 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 no. You know how this works, and the DeSantis donors and the DeSantis track record on trade and all that. It just leaves some stuff to be desired. By the way, I finally watched the Home Alone movie last night. I've never seen it before my whole life. It came out in 1990. It's like one of those iconic films. There's a few that I've missed in my day. And i got to say, it was pretty good. And it takes you back to a time where I think America was a little better. Entertainment maybe was a little bit better. It was a, just very innocent and very positive, and I liked it. And I, I can see why it's such an iconic film, Home Alone, the Christmas, you know, the kid, parents forget him, <laughs> leave him at home, and he has to figure out a way to fend off Joe Pesky and the other bad guys. And Anyway, it was good, so I, I recommend that. Uh, like, uh, was it 32 Years Too Late? It came out in 1990. By the way, I'll be getting to the phone lines here, but I was going to start this hour with this, but I just want to throw this out. If anybody wants to call in, is it time to move out of Colorado? Is it time to leave the state? It's a blue, blue state. Had a few callers talk about this in hour one. But is it time to go? And not only that, is it time to leave the United States of America itself? Are there other countries out there who do things better, where you can have a freer, fuller, happier life? And I just point this out because some friends of mine are moving to a different country. And I won't say which country, but it's uh, south of here, south of Mexico, further south. And they're going there next year. And um, that's kind of surprising. I was like, wow, you guys are just out of here. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're sick of all this stuff around here. And I thought, hmm. And they go down there to this place that they're going to move, and they meet some expatriates uh, from all around the world. And a lot of expatriates have the similar viewpoint that their countries are, are just not cool anymore and they wanted to find someplace else where they could, like, breathe clean air. And 
I don't know. Is anybody having these thoughts in the back of their mind, in the front of their mind? Do you, if you think we're stuck in a blue state, is it time to move to a red state? Caller Jack earlier says, yeah. Hmm. He's a Wyoming guy. If you were going to move to a different state from Colorado, what state might that be? What state does it better? If you were going to move to a different country, what country might that be? It's hard to kind of find another country. And I say this in that I'm not going anywhere. I'm not, I'm not bailing. I'm not leaving. I'm staying put. My roots are in this soil right here in my home, beloved native state of Colorado. I get attached and I have a sense of place here, but curious about if there's any of that vibe going on. And I think a lot of people do have this in the back of their minds, maybe about clearing out, looking for greener pastures somewhere else. I used to read a lot of uh, Wallace Stegner books. And you ever heard of Wendell Berry, Wallace Stegner? Ed Abbey, some of the great nature writers, some of the great America, America writers. Love those writers. Anyway, Wallace Stegner, who wrote some great stuff about the West and Western history, and make sure you read his books, Angle of Repose, and some of his essays. At any rate, Wallace Stegner um, believed that there are two types of, two archetypes of individuals in the American West, and he called them the boomer and the sticker. And the boomers were the people that always live in perpetual motion, always looking for easy street or the next big killing. And they move around the country, move around America, move around the West, just looking for the next big boom thing that they can somehow profit from and find easy street. And there are others who are stickers who um, just sort of stay put. They, uh, they hunker down. And um, stickers go quietly about the business of staying put, rooting themselves in a place and a community for the long haul. And so I don't know. It's, are you a boomer? Are you a sticker? Are you tempted? And I don't know. 303-696-1971, if anybody wants to check in on that. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not leaving. I'm not recommending leaving. I'm thinking stickers is where it's at, where you stay put, you stay planted, and you keep agitating and advocating for a better way when you see all the benighted stuff around us. But you're invited on that topic. And let's say hello to Joe in Arvada. Joe, glad you are here. Welcome to Backbone Radio. Hi, Matt. Matt, I am a little, well, I'm discouraged by Venezuela, your call with him. Uh, You know, Ben... Ben is a, a just typical of what has deteriorated Colorado. I was born and raised here. I, I was born at Ro, Rose Hospital. Good and, job. Uh, Good you know, choice. You could, yeah. Well, you you could see this coming a long time ago. I mean, uh, a couple years ago, you know, in my discussions with Pete, uh, you know, I told him this was coming. We weren't going to win that election, and and it's going to get it's going to get bluer and bluer. And what is coming is the, you know, the inevitable San Francisco-ing of Denver. It's uh, Californication, they call it. The Red Hot Chili Peppers call it. Yeah. Feces in the park, needles, drug, uh, you know. Already got all that. Already got it. Well, but it's. But what, what, what inevitably follows is the deterioration of the economy, of course. And mm-hmm. and these people like Ben, you know, they'll be wondering where their stimmy check is, and uh, you know what what's going on here. No job, no income, no home, 
you know that that's coming for those folks and, and at some point if they have kids it's really going to be serious Look at the income, the wealth gap in California. It's the highest in the rest of the nation. Some of the latest data I saw were the Silicon Valley types, the rich people get richer and richer and richer, and the poor get poorer in California. That is the model that the uniparty, the corporate rhino class, and the Democrat establishment uh, promote because they're responding to the big donors. They're responding to the people who want more power for themselves and don't like this working class thing, you know? In fact, they despise the heartland. They despise the working class, you know, a bunch of people that they just don't give, have any respect for. And we well, don't want that here, right? And is there any way out of it? Is it true. better to leave is the question I'm just floating out there. Well, that's discouraging. You know, I'm a sticker, too, in some ways. I, I believe, though, we need to uh, go ahead and let it burn to the ground. What I mean by that is we, the, the best thing you could support is national organizations like Donald Trump. If you, you know, Donald Trump is the best thing that could happen to a conservative here in Colorado. If you want Ron DeSantis, you're going to be looking at another Bushy, another, uh, you know, uh, controlled by the, the money, by the Chinese guys. You know, the, the, this is what destroyed us. Uh, you still have people even on your own station, I'm not going to mention names, that are, are saying, you know, oh, let's help the Chinese Communist Party's economy. By the way, Ron they, DeSantis they, they, has gone completely silent on China ever since Ken Griffin sent the $5 million in. I've been watching that and I've been tracking that. There you go. Well, yeah, you know, that is that is exactly what is what led us down this pike and and we are in serious turmoil with the dollar with the the monetary system uh, you know the the point is we gotta we gotta support trump we've got to look at uh places like saving arizona and yep. then we can come back to colorado once it's burned down because it's going to get a lot worse here <laughs> sift through the ashes thank you joe There you go. Part of our ongoing Morrissey concert tonight. The last of the international famous playboys. Because he did cancel his show this week in Denver. I thought I would compensate in some little way or another. As I have said, my wife despises and loathes Morrissey. So I'm hoping nobody tells her that I played Morrissey tonight like three in a row. As bumper music, because I... I'll be in the doghouse. I'll be right square in the doghouse. And anyway, you will never meet a more self-absorbed individual than Stephen Patrick Morrissey. Man, is he into himself. Big time. But somehow, I don't know what it is. People still like the guy. He is so self-absorbed. So wrapped up in his, like, importance and his own little world, but... I don't know. He writes these songs and he writes these lyrics that there's something unique about the dude. And so I thought I would play some music and just let the cards fall where they may. <laughs> Apologize to any Morrissey haters out there for all of these songs. But there, that was the last one. The last one. One point about DeSantis. Is DeSantis a little boring? I was making this point that Donald Trump is not at all boring. He is a fascinating individual. Again, sucks all the oxygen out of the air of every room. But if DeSantis does get on the national stage, I mean, like, 
could that be a Jeb Bush? It's just boring. He just doesn't have it. You can easily build somebody up and run the propaganda, build them up. But then what if, you know, they get out there and they just don't have it? Well, we'll see. We'll see. And just to finish this real quick on Klaus Schwab and his praise for China. I kind of had an interrupted segment on that. Klaus Schwab's out there loving China, praising China, the World Economic Forum guy. The American ruling class loves Klaus Schwab, and they love the CCP in China. Let me see if I can hit this button just right. Here he is finishing his points on how China is the great example to the world. It's um, a role model for many countries, but I think also uh, we should leave it to each country uh, to make its own decision what system it wants to adopt. And I think we should be very careful in imposing systems. But the Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for quite a number of countries. Ah, the Chinese model is a very attractive model for other countries. Uh, the Chinese is setting a good example. It's a good role model. As 44 people just got burned out of their apartment in a rumkey China because they were locked in by the CCP, doors locked from the outside. No, thank you. I do not want to live in a gulag. I do not want to live in a concentration camp administered by communists. And Klaus Schwab seems to like that stuff. Again, the only real antidote to any of this and your future of being locked in your apartment complex, eating bugs, living in a pod, owning nothing, being miserable, is MAGA, is the Donald Trump guy, the one guy the establishment cannot control. That's why they're throwing everything at him. Step back and just let them throw everything and be cool. Let's roll. We'll see, folks. Wendell Berry, again, who was a student of Wallace Stegner's, Talks about the people who stick around. They stick. They stay put quietly, going about their business, staying where they grew up, attached to the soil of their youth, their upbringing. Wendell Berry says, quote, They are motivated by affection, by such a love for place and its life, that they want to preserve it and remain in it, end quote. That's from Wendell Berry's wonderful essay called It All Turns on Affection from 2012. Make sure you do read your Wendell Berry, your Ed Abbey, your Wallace Stegner. It's wonderful stuff about the West and about nature and the stuff that I I think is really wonderful to have part of your mental architecture. But I don't know. It's such a blue state. California's been ruined. America's really, like, oh, not looking good in a lot of ways. Such corrupt people on top. The billionaires all seem to be having the wrong opinions. They're diabolical. They're mean. They're nasty. They hate the heartland. I don't know. Could, is it fair to ask, is it time to leave? Is it time to bug out? Is it time to become a boomer, not a sticker? Let's talk to Teresa about that very issue. Teresa up in Idaho Springs. Thanks for checking in, Teresa. Oh, yes, it's good to talk to you. Thank you. I, I think I'm a sticker. Um, I had thought about moving to Arizona, but then I see what's happening in Arizona. It won't be long before Arizona is blue. And so I think people are getting this idea that, well, if I go to a red state, it's going to stay red. Well, that's not necessarily true. Uh, it could be very easily happening to Florida. I mean, once DeSantis is gone, it's, it could easily go. Andrew Gillum almost won if it hadn't been for Donald Trump. Exactly. Um, Trump went in there and won that election. 
for the governorship for DeSantis. Yeah. He was flailing before Trump showed up and got him across the finish line. That, right, and that was very narrow. That was yep. a very narrow win. Like 0.2%. And, so, so, and Gillum's like a yeah. crack addict with all kinds of weird pathologies, and he was almost governor. Well, I, I know. And so people, I, I think they think they're going to find greener pastures. They may be in for a rude awakening because what's infecting Colorado and California and these places, it's it's spreading all over America. Other states, too. You're right. And See, I, you start thinking, what other state has it better? Jack Collar earlier says Wyoming's pretty cool. And Wyoming might yeah, well, be right good now, for a I while. Think, they got rid of Liz Cheney. That was a big boost. <laughs> that was helpful. Well, right. Wyoming, Wyoming's probably the, still ruby red, so I would say that Wyoming's probably a safe bet for now. But but it's no guarantee because I didn't. Arizona was always deep red, and now it's kind of pink. And if Katie Hobbs gets in, it's going to start turning very very blue. I would submit to so, you that Arizona uh, would be red if they could do what Florida did, and that is like really stop a bunch of these like weird shenanigans with voting and so forth. That uh, yeah. DeSantis has done great work on that on election integrity. If other states could do that, man, that would be great. But Arizona is a bellwether state. That is the used to be Iowa, used to be Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, now it's really Arizona. And if Republicans can't win Arizona, we can't win the presidency anymore. So they have to well, really right. wrap and, that up and get through all the corruption and the election stuff down there. Yeah, but but uh, it doesn't look like Carrie Lake's going to get in. Abe Hamaday didn't get in. Uh, Blake Masters didn't get in. Uh, with Katie Hobbs, I mean, it, it's they're not going to fix their election problem. So my, they're only my gonna, yeah, good point. That, it's only going to get worse. That, and by the that, way, Mitch McConnell starved Blake Masters and Doug Ducey starved Carrie Lake. He's the head of the National Governors Association. And they sent all the money elsewhere, not to Carrie Lake, because Ducey's a good establishment rhino type, part of the club in the Beltway. Well, right. And I think Ron DeSantis will certainly fall in line with every uh, with the establishment. But uh, and, and the people who are moving out of the country... Uh, that's probably not a very good idea because you remember all those um, um, actors and musicians. They all said, "If Donald Trump gets elected, we're moving out of the country." Well, they never moved out of the. Country I know. I wish they would have. They've been. I know, but they've been into other places, and they know that this is still the best place, at least for now. So I don't know. I mean, some of the people that are moving out of the country, they may, they may end up regretting that. I remember I had one color to backbone once, and uh, it was after some election. Maybe it was 2018. Maybe it was 2020. And he said, mm-hmm. I, I'm leaving Colorado. I'm going to a different state. And I was like, wow. He's like, I just can't handle this blue state anymore. And then I didn't hear from him for like a couple of years. But then he called it back, and he, he came back. So he came back to Colorado. <laughs> so I thought, well, yeah, yeah. deep down, that guy was a sticker, and he had to experiment a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you're right, okay, Teresa. Well. It's hard to find another state. It's hard to find another country that you can really feel assured will be good for your family, for your kids, for the future, where you can uh, lay down new roots and disrupt what you've built here. It's it's a toughie, yeah? yeah? It is. It yeah. Is. But thank you for your great input, Teresa. Wonderful. Stay close with us, and we'll be right back on Backbone. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.